welcome to Future Love Podcast. I'm uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, and the other one is the other one. Thanks for being there here. There he is. Thanks for All being right. here, my guy. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Uh, yeah, we turned our cameras off. Irre- irrelevant. It's a podcast. It's a visual. <laughs> you guys don't know that, medium. but now you do. Um, now you do. Um, what's going on in the world, my man? What's 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 good? Nothing what's at good? all. Uh, no, uh, uh, Joe Biden finally decided to give me my fucking two grand. No, he's going to give you fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, from what and I understood, he's going to give us all one point nine billion. Casey, that would cause inflation. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it would, but it's it's just it anyway. would, but it's um, it's made up. It's all made up. Um. Oh, did you see like uh, I think eight Democrats voted against the minimum wage thing? Yeah, sure. Past week? I will we'll remember that when we uh, set up the wall. The wall, the like a climbing wall for like a no, the wall of shame fair? where we put their pictures on it and the word shame. Oh, okay. Anything else happen there? We'll see. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh, here's a funny thing I read about the the you know how uh, Aristotle. Uh oh, here he goes. He had to drink some uh Hemlock. I believe it was tone uh, it was uh what was it? Um printer toner. <laughs> Hold on, I can't remember the it was uh, Hemlock. He had to drink four logo until he died. It was Hemlock. Is that what I recall? Hemlock. Uh uh yeah. Uh he before, but his charge famously was that he was corrupting the youth. He was corrupting the youth. Yeah. Uh the CIA wants to corrupt the youth. They do. Boy, what a what a great setup that was. I professionally corrupt the youth. Casey works for the CIA. Um, <laughs> oh, did you know the heart attack gun was a real thing? Is it? Yeah, that's like a tell real... Me, tell, tell me about that. No, I, I think we've mentioned it before on the show about like... I know every time a celebrity dies, you always tell me that the CIA got him with the heart attack gun. Or sure. you tell me that Mossad got him. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's basically the same thing. But yeah, they uh, this was part of the Freedom of Information Act. Um, I was watching on YouTube the other day uh, conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. They developed a gun, and the gun was actually brought out in the in the trial where they were talking about it. It was a gun where it would be it was a battery powered gun, so there wouldn't be an explosion involved. I think, and it would launch a gun where the tip was made of ice, so it would melt, which is a stupid thing. But it would put some uh, poison tree frog, I think, toxin in the person. And back in the 60s, I think it was, that this happened, um, all medical science would just show the cause of death as heart attack. So the CIA actually did develop that. That's some circuitous bullshit. It really is. But it was designed so that they they could commit uh, international assassinations, obviously. It was was so they could could violate the Geneva Convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, It's a different episode. Anyway, stay tuned for that one. Um, Exciting. uh, But uh, uh, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about the CIA kind of rebranding so that they could recruit millennials and Gen Z. Oh, they're going to start, like, giving Tide Pods in the mess hall and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, t- Tide Pod dispensers in the halls. That's what we like, and they're yep. they're gonna start letting their agents be on their phone all the time. Oh, uh, fucking no, um, not a cell phone in sight. If you look at those little pictures of World War II, no one had their iPhones out. Yeah, if you if you look at uh, the assassination of Patrice Lumumba, not a cell phone in sight. <laughs> just a bunch of 
Just Alan Dulles living in the moment, ordering that assassination. No, he that's a um, conspiracy theory. Nope. I know. <laughs> he did I know, that. I know. Yeah, he did that. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, no, it, uh, quote from the Wall Street Journal. Today, the agency is turning uh, into more public tools in a hiring push to expand and diversify ranks. It runs video advertisement. It has an Instagram account, uh, posts job openings on LinkedIn. It even has a splashy new website uh, uh, in January whose content includes an advice column and dog training tips. That's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You know what? You know what? If I was a millennial, that would really make me want to go kill brown people on a lie to spread uh, empire. Um, so the advice column is real stupid. It's, it's like one of the, the, the one that came up immediately is, um, basically, so there's a, there's a series called ask Molly where, uh, some awful CIA person, uh, will, uh, answer your questions. Um, this one is from nerves of jello. I would really like to, uh, work for the CIA. Um, but I'm nervous about taking a lie detector test. Not that I have anything to hide, blah, 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 blah. And then she proceeds to, to answer that stupid fucking question from just an absolute bitch of a man who wants to be uh, hide his identity under nerves of jello. Um, it's the CIA. They know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> if they already if know who you are. If you're, if you're sending, I hate to tell you. Um, um, but no, uh, I did look at the, uh, the CIA's Instagram post and I was uh, Instagram account. They have an Instagram and, account? Yeah, yeah, I just said that. The the uh the <laughs> sorry. No, that was, that was a cool thing to say. <laughs> that was catty. I'm sorry. <laughs> catty. Uh, it was very prick it was prickly. Um Keys there was a there was a, one of their posts is someone wearing a uh, Tuskegee University shirt Uh-oh. that says we are black history. That's which true. is a weird thing for the CIA to do. Um, oh yeah, cuz just famously <laughs> They assassinated Patrice yeah. Lumumba. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, they did kind of become a part of black history when they uh, facilitated the introduction of crack into poor black communities in the United States. Um, look, that's cool stuff we did. That's, I mean, it's it's important knowledge. There's it no is. other way to go about that. I, I didn't learn about um, that in high school, oddly enough. No? Um, <laughs> no? no? but uh <laughs> No, uh, I forget what I don't know that there's an operation name, but basically they're working with uh, Freeway Ricky Ross or something. Some, I, I forget. There's um, Rick Ross. That journalist got uh, basically hounded to de- hounded for his what was left of his life until he took his own life actually um, for exposing this. I forget the, his name, but yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, um, the the catch twenty two of the CIA's hiring push is that while some of its controversial past actions are now public, it's recruiters can't tell candidates specifically what they do accomplish. Well, yeah, they accomplish coups. They, uh, yeah, they, they assassinate foreign leaders. They undermine, uh, resistance movements. They develop, they, cool, uh, they develop cool, uh, poison frog guns. <laughs> that shoot ice at people. Yeah. The hell? Um, while they're back in my day, we used bullets in our guns. Yeah, anyway. we were ashamed. Um, while there are no specific benchmarks, she said, uh, the recruiter, um, 
she says the agency hopes to increase racial, cultural, disability, sexual orientation, and gender diversity so that its workplace is reflective of America. So poor, um, isolated um, from their from their uh, the product of their labor. Um, it shouldn't just be white people that's like you know. I mean, uh, this is always the thing, right? This is neoliberal diversity. Let's get people of color uh, doing all the imperial nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it is. I don't know. It's interesting because um, I don't know. I haven't thought much. Is about the best this, we can like, hope for in our institutions in today, two thousand twenty-one neoliberalism um uh, instead I mean, of abject I mean, uh, reactionary no, I mean, stuff i mean honestly the anarchist business guy that we are, we're about to oh talk about is, is better than like uh you know just your traditional neoliberal whatever yeah um but uh no i mean i think like it's it's weird to think about how uh race has been used by capitalism and compare that with like uh, like what's going on today in terms of like the conversation around diversity. Capitalism thrives on discord, right? Uh, sorry, yeah, discord. No, I think ta- capitalism requires some kind of taxonomy because there there's an inherent like like we've talked about before. Not everyone can be a millionaire, a, a millionaire, or a billionaire. So there Someone needs to be so there needs to be a taxonomy. So a people, lot of people have to be poor. So I know, but like I don't feel like it needs a taxonomy. For that, I feel like everyone. I feel like the people who started out rich and powerful, they all know what they share in common, and they can share it well, all with a wink. What I mean is, is um, you know, like oh, there. We used to have a very formal system, whereby you know who who is going to pick cotton? Oh, it's the slaves, and what, like you there, is, and that is part of a class of people, right? slavery was broken down but we still replaced like that like cheap labor with new forms right. of cheap labor right. and like today you know uh i think the the least pay, the lowest paid person in the united states is like latinx women latinx right. women latina women mm-hmm. um I, and i think what frustrates like some of the like um quote unquote and i hate to use this term white working class mm-hmm. is that they're like they're frankly is a little bit less um protections against being at the bottom of rung on the ladder for white people than there yeah, used to be sure um and 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 i think it to some degree it has to do with diversity um not, not that diversity is bad diversity is good but it's like capitalism and class dis- and uh taxonomies right you know, namely between the working class and the owner- owning class are still I don't know the the most salient way of breaking down society. Sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I got there. Oh uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think that that is uh, indicative. I don't know uh, the, because the CIA wants um, uh, more more gay people and uh, people yeah. from different backgrounds. I, I mean, wasn't it one of the first things Biden did was say that trans people can be in the military and i know that like on some left pages there were trans people who are like hey everybody did you hear i, I can kill iraqi children now yeah, yeah 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 i mean i think that that's uh it's yeah, bullshit I mean, I, like, and, and like why i mean is it just for optics i mean i think that the liberals i mean the you know we joke about there being one party the the main distinction though between our ostensible parties is that the Democrats want to do the same things Republicans do, but they want it to feel better. They yeah, want it to be okay. less like like better mannered, you know. 
It's not that Joe Biden has an issue with the CIA. Conservatives would argue that sublimating, you know, trans people is better mannered. So I I don't I don't think it's just that they're that Democrats are better mannered. I think they like to have the veneer of progressivism, but it's such a it's such a thin veneer. I, you know how like the the uh, stereotypical like Karen or Becky mm-hmm. is like a like a, a white woman who is racist, but would probably like be have an all uh, have like, a Black Lives Matter like poster in her front yard. And- well, they would be they would they would be very like they would think that that um, racism is like almost like they think that it's like a low, lower class type of thing yes. you know what i mean like oh that's what yeah that's if, what if someone said something racist people. they would say hey we don't do that here and it's yeah. like yeah you do <laughs> you do you do it, it happens literally everywhere <laughs> you, you may think you don't yeah. but yeah you do we don't do racism uh, here at whole foods <laughs> <laughs> where i live <laughs> i have my spin class every day at whole foods my zumba yeah. class but um i've been doing lots of, i've been does i've been doing yoga and pilates lately yeah, how's that going for you? You enjoy it? I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm hurting, and it's hard to do because of my big body. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do everything effectively, so I feel like I'm not going to lose my big body as quick. So it's sort of a frustrating cycle. Yeah, you just got I mean, it's, uh, you know, you don't got to worry about, you know. I know, but uh, I got to bring in, I got to bring in cardio to it. I got to bring in a little bit of weights. So it's all good. I do well, like the derailment that I did. just a, a, a big old or small body, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm mostly cock weight. That's what I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> Interesting um, direction. Interesting direction. Uh, yeah. So uh, did, what, tell me about Ari Weinsvig. I don't know. If I'm so sure. this article, which I'm currently not looking at, my mistake. I just want to read the title. Um. Well, where was it? Uh, this uh, article by Forbes. You know that old anarchist publication, Forbes? <laughs> um, is, was Forbes started by Steve Forbes, the guy who ran for president back in the 90s? I don't fucking know. Maybe. Um, anyway, know. this is called An Anarchist's Refreshing Approach to Running a Business. And it's by uh, Rob Doob. Uh I was trying to think of an insult that sounded like his name. So this is about a gentleman named Ari uh, Weinsvig, uh, who they have said is is a uh, where, where did it say that after he spent all day like in the anarchist library of this? Oh yeah, he spent countless hours browsing the University of Michigan's Joseph A. Labadier collection of anarchist literature, one of the nation's largest, and applies his gained wisdom to his life and his business practices. So it says that, but all he does is say that he tries to go against the status quo. He says that if one of his employees has a problem with him, he's like, well, that's their choice. They can leave if they want to. And uh, Is that there, what it says in the article? Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing in it about the workers being enfranchised or having a, a piece of the means of production. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing anarchist remotely in here, except that he but, says he wants to go against the status quo. Don't confuse his, his brand of anarchic ideology with any pretty conceived notions involving chaos, destruction, or tearing down the government. Instead, his brand of anarchy is all about equality, community, community, and refusing to follow the rule because it's the rule. I don't think anybody really likes being told what to do, says Ari. Yeah, so he, he sounds just kind of libertarian. 
I mean, because all all of that stuff, somehow all, I don't all, know all of that stuff that it listed. Really, the only thing that it lays out in the article is the last one. Nobody likes to be told what to do. I don't follow the rules. Like I said, there's nothing in there about how he implements equality or, or any of that shit. Yeah, there's, there's. I have no idea how. Uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like his business, like rather than setting up like franchises, he he makes it seem like they're basically he's there's there's like replicating a certain business in different ways. Yeah. But like they're like at the end of the day, it sounds like they're he's a boss and he's yes. the boss of his employees. Yeah. And then it says that he goes around quoting anarchists yes. all day. Yeah, which um, sounds just which is, great. It's not, it's the worst thing I could. It sounds say. kind I, of I perverse name. that you're still a fucking yeah. boss, but you'd be like quoting Marx to people, yeah. like that. Would uh, really you know, sad. as as Kropotkin would say, competition is the law of the jungle, but cooperation is the law of civilization. That's why I'm denying your vacation request. You should yeah. think about that. Um, what you believe alters what you see or experience, says Ari. No, like material changes all alter what you see or experience. Yeah. Um, if an anxious new hire believes their manager dislikes her and the manager's neutral or negative attitude does little to convince her otherwise, the new hire will assume the lack of positive feedback means those assumptions are correct. Maybe there's validity behind the new hire's concerns. Maybe there's not. Either way, she's going to internalize those feelings. Those feelings will manif- manifest as action. As the stress mounts, her demeanor will suffer. So then he goes on to, it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle this the, honestly, this sounds a lot like Kevin Nealon's character from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Bring in the good thoughts, well, expel the bad. In good, out bad. <laughs> um, leaders, be, let's be the leaders that set our people up for success by confidently believing in them. They'll believe in themselves as well. No, give them more fucking part of the profits of your fucking company. Like, like well, that's like. I mean, uh, I was trying to think of other anarchist quotes, um, but like I know that like uh, Noam Chomsky, who's a famous anarchist, he his approach to anarchism is very like uh, Occam's razor. Like you, it, like you just think about like different forms of authority, and if it can't justify itself, then it should be abolished. Yeah, like there's like and I, I and maybe he has some fucking big headed way of thinking about how. Uh, you know, how to justify bosses. Um, and, and, you know, it's true that there is like, you know, Robert Nozick or, or there are right wing anarchist types of traditions, like you said, libertarianism or maybe, maybe, I mean, but it, it really doesn't define like anarchism or any kind of, um, you know, obviously for anarchists, the main issue is the state. Uh, and which is why why sometimes you get right wing people who are like, oh, well, do you know what Ari's main concern is? My business. Any, Ari's main concern is that his business create art. He goes says people who go into business only for the money really create great art. It's uh, and, says Ari, and it's usually true. Leaders need to tap into the joy of building something for the love of it, not just for status or wealth. And wouldn't leadership be more interesting and more fun? If tasks were treated as creative exercises rather than just obligations waiting to be checked off a list, you're still a fucking boss. In here, they still yeah. talk about how, and by the way, they pulled in 165, you know, million or whatever it was last year or some bullshit. No, I don't remember. No. Oh, it boasts like, over think- 65 million in annual revenue. So. The only anarchist thing I can think like that he's talking about is I know that like Bakunin has a quote about all creativity starts with destruction, which I can see like Silicon Valley. But I don't like, see him talking about everything. destruction. 
What's that? I don't see him, but I don't see where the destruction comes in. Well, I think he's 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 just vaguely channeling the like, oh, we have to disrupt things and and go against the grain, right? Uh, that that type of. But I think that's just marketing. Valley. I think he's trying to seem interested. And I think he's trying to seem Im- interesting. Uh, Casey, he goes to the library all the time. I know he reads anarchist shit all the time. And he quotes anarchist shit all the time. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to come in on to work on Saturday. I know that sucks, but uh, like Emma Goldman once said, people only have as much liberty as they have the intelligence to want and the courage to take. So, what do you mean you want to raise? We're trying to disrupt the system. Go back to yeah. work. There will never be a union here, and you are fired. But um, <laughs> you know, Why, you don't need a union. I'm not oppressing you. Go back to work. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, because th- there are, there are anarchists that have like more horizontal business enterprises and we like, if he has that, which it doesn't seem to have, um, the article definitely doesn't discuss that. Um, uh, he, he supports his employees individual freedom, even if that means openly discussing their, a future path that leads away from the company. He goes, yeah. sometimes their dream is to leave, which I'm okay with. It's not necessarily what I want, but ultimately it is what I wanted. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, capitalism ruins everything, including anarchism. Yeah. Is what I well, and that's the that's one um, of the more insidious things about capitalism is its its ability to subsume all sorts of ideals, right? Even yeah. ideals that would threaten it. Yeah. It's um, like you can buy you can buy Bakunin books on on fucking Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um that's that's always weird to me that there are like you know um how to how to hunt jeff bezos for sport you can buy that from amazon you know? <laughs> and jeff bezos is like buy it from me well i think that i don't know if it's from an anarchist but like the uh the 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 last capitalist will will sell us the, the rope to hang him with or something like that yeah i forget the exact quote and i'll gladly like, buy uh, it <laughs> yeah um I'll be like I'll be like fly uh, fry from Futurama. Take my money. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of other things, capitalists are ruining. Um, there's a, a Japanese businessman that wants to offer eight people a free trip to the moon. Yeah, he's good friends um, with Elon with Elon Musk, and yeah. he also earlier this year, I think it was earlier this year. Started out uh, the where he first entered the public stage was he was trying to find a uh, a wife via a reality show I think. Let's be clear. He said life partner. Yeah, he did say life partner. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, but, it's not wife like, beater. It's spouse beater. Um, <laughs> it's so, uh, but through a reality show. Yeah, a reality show. So this guy is like Elon Musk. He's literally just a man child like attention whore. He is. Should trying we not to say attention people? Whore? Um, I I don't know. I think it's attention sex worker. Um, but <laughs> attention individual. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I I don't know. But probably not. We're, but I, we're probably I very canceled matter. anyway. So just keep canceling. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We go. Um, uh, we, we we should probably stop joking about cancel culture too, because it makes us seem flipping about cancel it's it's not real. <laughs> I know. I know it's not real. It's but I I don't want to seem like we're those guys who are like think it is real. We don't think yeah, it's real, yeah. everybody. Israel um, isn't real. Yeah, continue. Sorry. Um. Anyway, um, Israel isn't real. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So uh, this guy wants to find eight people that are gullible enough to get themselves trapped in an all oxygen environment uh, uh-huh. on the way to the moon. All so oxygen. So that he can uh, famously highly flammable. 
All right, oxidative rich environment. Uh, I, I yeah, I was just trying. I was just trying to illustrate the the uh, the in space angle of this, but yeah. but he, he the guy was basically going to run a reality TV show with basically his billions of dollars as the prize in exchange for having to uh, have sex with him on Fridays. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. One of the things he said. So that, na- like, the, but like the, like, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the chilling things to me was that he's going to hand choose the mm-hmm. individuals from society. It said, uh, from the public. And, and, yeah, the main criteria is to have big naturals. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. no, not big naturals. <laughs> uh, like, not like Lola Bunny used to. Thanks, uh, oh, woke wars. I knew you were going to talk about Lola Bunny. I was more of a Porky Pig man myself. Oh. Mm, that reminds me of that my brother, my brother, me bit. <laughs> Is there a bit about Porky Pig? <laughs> Griffin goes, in college they used to call me Porky Pig. <laughs> uh, and then they started talking, he goes, but not because of how much sex I had. It's because of my technique. You know, when I get down there, I go. Okay. I do remember that now. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, but no, his other criteria was that they share common interests with other people, and, and it's like that's just so fucking like e harmony with old Tony Robbins men. bullshit. That's, like, that's the that's the that's the thing. The interest you have to have. Yeah, having big sex naturals, with big, uh, big <laughs> animated naturals, <laughs> big furry naturals. <laughs> yeah, you have to like Attack on Titan. And oh uh, my god, dun 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 dun. I haven't uh, a quick editorial break between me and you. I haven't seen it, uh, Attack on Titan. I just know it's uh, a uh, anime, and I like is it is it racist? I said that because it's a Japanese businessman. I feel like it might be. Oh no! I, I thought you were referencing. Uh, Let's just back up real quick. Uh, the main criteria it, the, the, you have to like Funko Pop. You have to like his Funko Pop collection. And uh-huh. uh, what you else? Have to, uh, um, uh, you, you have, have to, to like uh, weird Kit Kat flavors. <laughs> You have to agree with all his questions on uh, uh, OK Cupid. Oh my um, god! I need relationship help. <laughs> no, just kidding. Be yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that. You know what I'm referencing. And you, no, and, uh, but you gotta have a. But you gotta have a, a big dump truck like Lola Bunny as well. Yeah, she's still got a fat ass though. So. <laughs> Does she? I haven't actually seen the new Lola Bunny. That's good. And and real yet. adult people, adults know that it's all about the ass. Sure, sure. Like um, grow up if you're if you're a tits person, grow up. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are competing about uh, which of them is going to rule the skies. Um, so basically, they want to have a. They each are trying to get a satellite fleet up in space to provide internet via satellite. This is uh, gonna Elon, turn. This is gonna turn into a thing where they are a competing uh, space force thing with the government, aren't they? Like they're they're se- they're secretly trying to militarize space. Probably it's. I mean, it's kind of like it's gonna be like basically Stark versus Lannister, and you know, you know what I mean. Like it, no, nothing else matters. You have these two rich like great houses, and they're gonna do battle. And uh, one house is House America, the other house is ha- House Musk. No, I mean Jeff Bezos isn't House America. I mean, I think that, that this goes beyond oh, government. Is Jeff like Bezos, government is something they have to deal with. Is Jeff Bezos trying to start a space force? Also, he's he yeah he wants to uh, through Blue Ivy. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, that's the thing. Like um, Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter. 
Now, did I fuck that up? Did I say Beyonce's daughter's name instead of Jeff Bezos? No, you said no. I, I was thinking, but isn't Blue Ivy the name of Beyonce's daughter though? Um, I don't know that Beyonce named her uh, daughter after Jeff Bezos's company, but I, again, let me just check it. Blue Blue Origin. Yeah, I think Blue so, Ivy might bl- be. Beyonce's yeah, daughter my name. bad. My bad. <laughs> Blue Ivy. They're trying to put Beyonce's daughter into space. Sorry, sorry, Miss Knowles. Yeah, Blue Ivy um, Carter. Yeah. Uh, my bad. <laughs> that was weird. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he has Blue Origin, and uh, yeah, it's like a you know, if you're if you're a billionaire, apparently the thing to do is to start a space company because there's nothing sure. else to spend billions of dollars on. But uh, I mean, I keep, yeah, so, I keep feeling like this is a Wayland Utani, like a long con to where they run space like right like i I feel like i feel like this would be a flashback to a movie like in the future that's sort of like what's that movie where matt damon um works in america works in space (laughs) boy (laughs) because you conjured the way that it's said in that movie in my head and that's not cool (laughs) you know in the movie where they say matt damon that's how they say yeah. it. Yeah. Greatest puke and greatest puke scene in any movie. Greatest sex scene in any movie. That's <laughs> true. Um, um, no, Matt Damon. It was at um, where he worked in space and like he was being hunted by that South African guy and he shot him with that gun that liquefied the guy and blew him up. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, it, it was by the same guy that did District Nine. I forget yeah. the name of that movie. Jodie Foster was in that thing. Yeah, but, um, that, but that's what but it reminds yeah. me of. Like this would. Like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos fighting for control over space seems like a flashback that you would get in a movie like that. Like how no, how I, it all began. I think it's much more simple. They're both like basically Musk is has gotten to this early. Like he has like a like I think it said like three thousand satellites already in in the sky, uh-huh. and he wants to get up to like twelve thousand. Um, and basically it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that this is, should, should obviously just be public. Um, like they're, they're basically Bezos and Musk are kind of trying to lobby the FCC to fuck the other one. Sure. Basically. Um, and, uh, Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin doesn't have any satellites up. They just plan to have them up. So they're trying not, they're trying to prevent Musk from getting a monopoly now. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll probably get fucked a little bit too, right? Oh, for sure. That I mean, the the whoever wins, we you know, it's like uh, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. Whoever, wh- whichever of them win, we're, like humanity's probably fucked. Whoever, you know whoever I mean? wins, we always get laid. Fucking kaiju's, you know. I mean, well, the people always get laid. <laughs> people always get laid. Um. Uh, but we're, we're at um, thirty-four minutes. I know. I think the the last one we can we can we can bring it to a close is about the uh, power armor suits. Yeah, that's definitely some of that Matt Damon movie shit. Like the, for sure, like the you know robotic exosuits. And the geek in me I, sees this, and I'm like, mm, that's bad, but that's really cool. Sure, but but like it's the kind of thing like with like satellites. Like this is cool. It would be great to have get like uh, universal internet through like a system of satellites it makes no sense for uh jeff bezos or elon musk to own it and to license it that way yes i mean Um, it's going to be a public good and you know public good should be democratically run and operated right 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, but the thing about, like, I can imagine, like, being excited about any new technology because I think new technology is cool, right? Sure. But the thing is, like, this this story about Sarkos Robotics developing an exoskeleton, uh, a robot exoskeleton, you know, like, within this system, where is it going? It's going to U.S. Special For- Special sure. Operations Command. It's going to help them so crush, basically, crush the skulls of children a little bit easier. Exactly. It's gonna. It's uh. It's gonna go to uh, you know basically doing doing war crimes in Fallujah. Sure. Um. But but uh. Another another foreshadowing. But but the other component it says that exoskeletons are already being contracted to the automobile industry. Right. It's the latest sign that exoskeletons are fighting hitting finally hitting the mainstream. Automobile manufacturers are already considering the use of simpler exoskeletons on factory floors, and the FDA approved a lower body exoskeleton last year for use by people with lower limb disabilities. Right. A February press release described Sarkos exoskeletons as giving its wearers the strength of a forklift, but with a gentler touch. The exo can be used anywhere from factories and mines to construction sites. And, um, you know, if it's going to U.S. Special Operations Command, probably, uh, you know, uh, gentle, civilian population t- centers. That gentle touch is still going to be extremely brutal. Yeah. Well, it's just like, of course, it's like it's just being used to, uh, you, you know, uh, augment the ability of workers who are going to have their surplus value stolen by capitalists. It's going to be used by the military to continue murdering people abroad and and enforcing a certain global hegemony. Like after it's normalized um, in, in the military, it'll eventually go into police forces, right? And, probably. And then it, there's probably a future for them in like Amazon warehouses where people will be pushed even harder because they have these suits. Well, that's what struck me. Like uh, people with lower limb disabilities, um, like you, like, uh, Using them in fact in factories and warehouses so that people with lower limb disabilities can still do that work. I'm like, like they should they have, have they shouldn't have to do that fucking work. Yeah, if they have disabilities, why we, why don't we find something that's like they you know want to do or is better suited to their abilities? Why don't we take care of you know what's weird is on a personal level we we would understand that if someone in our family had a disability it would be our responsibility to take care of them. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the government taking care of them, we've been so trained by people in government who don't want to do anything like is the whole is the whole republican thing of like less government less government is it just a self-serving like we don't want to do anything sort of thing is that what it is like they don't want to govern so they have I mean, this whole thing maybe of like, for some of them i think ultimately the point of the republican party is to keep is to make sure that like we start like we talked about with taxonomies of people that there is a group who is actually miserable that uh, other people don't want to be a part of that group so they'll work hard and they'll sell their labor but how for does small government, cheaper. But how, does, how does the focus on small government fit into that? What's the ideological underpinning of that? Well, I mean, I think I think part of it is because you know if the government is going to make sure people have free health care when they get sick. Then maybe they don't have to work a job for to, in order to get healthcare Got benefits. Okay. They can just okay. have that. So whenever it's something, that, so whenever it's something that would help lift the people up, that's when the government will say, "No, no, no, small government, small government, small government." Exactly. Gotcha. The, the the basically the the more government programs, uh, the, generally that that um, you know progressives are, and socialists are fighting for within this particular 
system and context, theoretically, the the less working people would be relying on bosses and capital owners right. to provide them with the means of subsistence and survival. Right. And if they, because if, if they don't have that, we, they don't control us. And right now they fucking control us. And Republicans are, you know, they, they constantly say, you know, if we do that, it's going to disincentivize people to work. I'm just tired of them trying to scare me with this whole COVID thing and the masks. It's like, it's like enough. Sure. Like I know people sure. are, did you know that they're in Texas? They're taking, people are coming in dead from car accidents and they're being uh, diagnosed with COVID as the cause of death. Do you hear that shit? That combined with the, uh, the, uh, one of the uh, vaccines is made from aborted fetuses. Do you hear that shit? These are things that I've been hearing from people around me in Texas. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah, it's frustrating. I know that, like, I, I know I've been frustrated by about things like that too. But, um, and I know that uh, Governor Greg, fucking Greg. No, I mean, I, I think it's funny. On uh, apparently on Twitter, you can kind of make jokes about murdering Craig Babbitt. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, jokes though, right? Yeah, how he goes down to the wall and we fucking throw flowers at him until he cries all over the place, until his te- <laughs> until his tears run down and water the water the grass. Good lord! Yeah, it's just murder jokes now. No, throwing flowers at him and then we go get his fucking family too. We line them up against the wall, make them put their Good foreheads lord. against the wall, and we throw flowers Casey. at the back of their heads. Casey, Jesus. I want to throw flowers at them. What are you talking about? I think our, the next episode we're recording is about how violent video games are uh, good, bad, and story tonight at 10. Um, no, um, I think that is all for today. We're going to end on a, a somber note yeah. of uh, Craig Babbitt's family getting murdered by Casey. I didn't know. I'm throwing flowers at them. It's a sign of respect. Craig Babbitt. Cultures. It's a sign of respect um, in some cultures. <laughs> All right, for Future Left, I'm Adam. And I'm Casey. Bye, everybody.